know what time it is. It's about that time for the Nosebleed Seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Wolchuk alongside my man Eric Chiafalo. And we're talking Dallas Cowboys football, one of my favorite pastimes and just things to do in life. It's time for a little Cowboys conversation. Yeah. Oh, and last time we left you, Eric, I I gave you some homework. I was like, you know what, man, if you're going to go out to these practices, I want to put you to good use. I want you to be my eyes and ears at these practices, sir. You asked me to be your balls, too, which was a little weird, but I did it. Thank you. And, man, they've never felt stronger. No, they have not. The testosterone is at an all-time high. Man, I feel like I can just keep going and going and going and going Energizer Bunny style. My question to you, the main question that I left you with when we were in here in the safe space doing Cowboys conversation, what was it? Uh, Besides be your balls? Yes. Um... It was Dak, right? It was Dak. Back that Dak up. Yes, Dak Prescott. How's Dak looking? How's the footwork? I wanted some grades. I wanted the Eric Chiafalo scale out in full force on my man Dak Prescott, the starting quarterback of my favorite sports team on this planet. So, how's Numero Quattro looking? All right, so I can I can give you observations right now. Give them some general thoughts. Don't even even preface this. Just... Freaking I, 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 I want to I want to go back into my thoughts that I was happening in real time. I was taking notes. Oh, I was sure. I was in class. Oh, Chuck, all right. right? Yeah, I was taking notes. Study session, and, and I had my my observations. So this is notes from week one of training camp. Right. Okay, or excuse me, uh, day camp, one of mini camp. camp. Oh, I love it. So now the first thing I noticed here, the attendee at the front desk at the star. Oh, fine. His name. <laughs> Still fine. Richard Cox. Oh, Cox. You know, there's Ooh. a lot of Cox around the uh, NFL circles. Richard Cox. His name is literally oh, so his name's Dick Cox. Dick Penis. Wow. Is his name. All right. Well, you. his last name's Penis? Well, his last name's Cox, but. Uh, it's not Penis. That's in a, layman's that's a Cox, terms, it's a C-O-X. I do, don't you have more respect for a Cox, though, as opposed to a penis? Yeah, I mean, I think Cox rolls out the tongue a little bit better than penis does. I mean, I even prefer using the word peen. Yeah, over penis. Yeah, I just think peen's funny. Peen is, you know, peen is funny. It's the is that's not funny. And I'm all about just shortening anything, you know, just out of general language laziness. So, yeah, when I can go from penis to peen, not only is it funnier, but it's also shorter. I'm a peen all the way. I'm going peen all the way. And typically when it comes to peen, I don't like short and quick, but... I do in no, this you do. in I, this firm yeah, area yeah. of girth. Fair enough. Well, Richard Cox is the man at the front desk. Go go say what's up to my man Richard. If you ever swing by the star here at any point this summer, I think Mr. Cox is going to be there. Actually, have uh, to go by there tonight. Every day. So, Are you? Okay. Yeah, so I gotta tell pick up Richard. A I said what's up. Sweet. Or Dick. I, you know, and I didn't ask him. But should if I he walk wants in there and call him? Should I just call him Mr. Peen? I think he'd answer. Yeah. All right. I think he would. Hey, Mr. Peen. He's turning around. If you say, if you say, hey, Peen, he's turning around. He knows. Give me a break. Big he's smile 30, on his face. He, he looks thirty years old. I mean, the guy's been around the block. Everyone's commented his entire life. Richard, you guys, Cox. I love. Honestly, I got a question for you. No, if, I, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear more about. Yeah, okay. If we're gonna, <laughs> if you were born, unfortunately, given the name Richard Cox, and I don't even know if it's that unfortunate, 
No, would I think you, that's a would win. Would you change it, or you is that a, is that a full fledged win? Because no, I, I was would, going back and forth in my mind. It's a win. Okay, but as we just articulated, I think I might change the Cox to Peen. Go Richard Peen, or what do you think sounds better? Peen is a first name. Peen Cox. Yeah, I like that. I don't mind Peen. Cox. I think that's a, hey Peen because I think just like people call me Peen as my nickname or as my first name. I, I'm gonna. I like that. You know, people, hey, Pete. As opposed to Richard or, or Dick. Dick, yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I think Dick sounds angry and aggressive. Peen sounds friendly and humble. No, it really does. It really does. It does. It's it's much more, Peen is, is much more friendly, much more welcoming. And it's uh, it's it's just a softer, I feel better about someone saying, yo, yo, Peen. Supposed to yo dick a lot it more just, flaccid. It's hard to say, yeah. it's, it's hard to say dick in a respectful way. Oh, it's just mean. Man, I feel like you're coming at me. I'm only one observation deep, and 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 we're we're at least five minutes into. Please the show. get me more. Dak. That's I, I want to bathe in more press more coverage. Let's go. No peen. Oh, but Dak Cox. Yeah. All right, here we go. First thing I notice: Swaim catch over the middle on third down for a first. Swaim is out here doing exactly what Jason Witten was doing. Really? Okay. I mean, he's catching the football. Okay, obviously this is practice, and I, I do want to preface all of this, man. None of this without without pads. I really, it's hard to make any judgments about anything. I'm just giving you what I saw. So they're Swain, not even wearing shoulder pads. No, they're wearing what 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 you call shells. It's like okay. it's slightly like a little pad, slight thing, but it's nothing. It's really to prevent injury, I think. Um, but anyhow, Swaim Swaim is is Dak is not afraid to throw it to him first and foremost. Third down, you see, and Swam's catching the football. So I think I think you're you're, you're solid there so far from what what I've seen from Swam. Um, they do have one. Uh, there was one day where the the same formation I was seeing every single time was Hearns playing in the slot, and you had Tavon Austin on on his outside, and then you had Cole by himself on the far outside as well. The thing about these receivers that they're really doing is they're mixing and match. I see Cole playing everywhere. I see Hearns playing everywhere. I see Tavon, especially with running back and all his other duties, he's playing everywhere. These receivers are getting a little bit of everything. They're not just saying that. I know you've probably heard that uh, because you are in tune with these things just as the man you are, but they are certainly doing that. They're moving these guys around left and right. You know, Football Yoda actually hit me up the other day. Did he really? He you did. You guys weren't even on that good a turn. No, no, time. no. And, and he is still conflicted on returning this fall. Well, I sort of jumped the gun on that, and that was on me. You did. You did. But I think it was NFC. The whole NFC East thing really rubbed yeah, him the wrong way. He felt did. like that was kind of taking some shine. And the fact that there was just – there turned out to be a rift. I don't know really what happened. But he did – randomly popped up, and uh, he was like, look, expect a lot more creativity from this offense. And I, to me – I didn't know whether to believe him or not because he talks out of his rear a lot. But yeah, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad first, to hear that these receivers are are getting used in a multitude of different ways because you've got a lot of different guys that can do a variety of things. Especially Avon Austin, you know, that's a guy who you know he's going to run those stupid jet sweeps. But what else is he going to do? And I'm I'm glad to hear that. They're even like Cole Beasley. I heard was even kicked outside a little bit. That's what I, that's 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 what I'm saying. He's yeah, playing like, outside in the position I and the, the formation I just gave you, which they spent damn near an entire practice in this formation. Was I mean, it literally. successful? I mean, was it looking good? Yeah, I mean, it looked nice because they can they do different things and they'll uh, you know Zeke's catching balls out of the backfield. Tavon's catching balls out of the backfield. You'll be happy to know I have not seen a Tavon Austin jet sweep yet. Thank heavens, thrilled. But I've seen some cool things with him out of the backfield. Um, 
also in the red zone. You know, they found him a couple times there. So, uh, yeah, they, I, I like what they're doing with him thus far. We'll see how it ends up playing out. Uh, Zeke, Zeke had a seven-yard run. He, he he's, he's fast, man. He moves well. He really does. And he gets to the edge just fine. Well, he had a seven-yard gain, years. but the sad part about that play was I watched Jalen Smith get cut off on the backside uh-huh. by a guy who I didn't even know who he was. Turns out, I can't remember his name, but he's he's currently a rookie free agent. He's number 78. Mm. Figure out his name, whatever. Not sure he's going to make the team. That dude is playing guard, and he cut Jalen Smith off backside. Zeke goes for seven. Just telling you what I see. Well, the fact that Zeke's just got that explosiveness right now, I think is a great thing. We saw him have that learning curve a little bit his rookie year, and he started a little slow last year. I'm sure the off-the-field distractions didn't help that. But if he could get out the gates running for the first time really in his career, we're talking week one, come out, be that dominant Zeke against a very good defense in Carolina, and that's the opener, that'd be a big time for the Cowboys. So to hear that is is a good good mark. Now, the Jalen Smith news, not so much. Then you get another Swaim first down catch at second and three. He goes, snags it. Then you get Beasley over the middle, eight-yard catch. Uh, then you get an incomplete pass on a deep route, one-on-one. Tavon Austin, basically a nine route. He's one-on-one with Cheeto. Good coverage, Cheeto. Good, yeah, Cheeto's a boss. Maybe not incredible accuracy on Dak's end. They were worried about those deep throws, but it seems like we're these these intermediate ones that you're talking about, the three to Swaim, the eight to Bs, you know, dinking and dunking down the field. That's the Dak Prescott we need to see. Then uh, a couple plays later, Zeke drops a pass out of the backfield, but it was a, I noted it low throw from Dak. Mm. Catchable ball, Zeke still should have caught it, but low low throw for sure down How was the down work? between the ankles, down between the knees. Be honest with you, from the angle that I get, it's really tough to see that. Okay. It's really tough to see that, but um, I mean it, that's what you attribute most accuracy issues to. Yeah. And, so and with him, that's a problem. It's got to be an issue, but yeah. So that's a low throw from Dak there, and it's a, and it's a, it's tough because it's a five yard pass. You know what I'm saying? Make, make the freaking pass. Um, okay, then you get Anthony Brown from the nickel, blitzing, gets back there in a heartbeat. Zach, uh, Dak's got nowhere to go. Sack. Anthony Brown off Sweet. Not sure if you've ever seen that before, but it happened. Yeah, no, Skandrick actually was pretty good at that. They ran him on that a lot. Then they followed up with Zeke making a nice catch out of the backfield for about seven. So Zeke's getting a lot more involved. Now, in practice, I've heard of that. In games, we've yet to see it. Then there's another play. Hearns is about 12 yards downfield over the middle, uh, and he's like done some sort of stop route where he's almost coming back to the ball to to, uh, to Dak, and it's another high pass from Dak. It ends up he, – Hearns jumps up there, and it goes through his hands, but he had to jump up there. So that's another inaccurate ball from Dak. Then you get over to 7-on-7. Seven seven. Um First play, great coverage on the defense. Late deep throw to Hearns, one-on-one with Byron, and uh, Byron uh, tapped the ball away. So good coverage one-on-one against Hearns for Byron Jones. That was nice. Then there was a back shoulder, nice back shoulder throw from Dak, but uh, Michael Gallup actually dropped the ball. No way. He dropped it. So that's kind of one of those, hey, at least Dak put it where it needed to be, but Gallup couldn't come up with it. Uh, but rookies, man, that's going to happen from time to time. I wouldn't sweat. Uh, then there was a nice uh, nice ball to Tavon Austin over the middle. He beat Anthony Brown for about 15 yards. So Tavon Austin's getting involved. And then uh, uh, Dalton Schultz, that rookie tight end out of Stanford, he had a nice seam route catch. A nice uh, that was from Cooper Rush. 
I, and I noted a little more speed from Schultz than I than I pictured. Yeah, I think Schultz is underrated. A little man. bit more. Uh, speed. I think that kid's gonna be pretty good. And he's got yeah, he's got the right mentality. We 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 interviewed him a little bit in the locker room. He's uh, he's the right kind of guy. Yeah, he's the right kind of guy. Garrett did. Um, let's see another another catch from Schultz. Ten yard stop route. Uh, this is in seven on seven again. This is again with Rush. Yeah. Okay. I uh, actually no. This was that was from Mike White that time. Okay. And then there was another uh, nice ten yard out that was made on the sideline tippy toe catch from White to Rico. Oh, yeah, so Rico's playing with a third team then. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, Dak doesn't talk about him the way he talks about Jarwin and Swain. I think they just know Rico's not going to be around now. And Schultz, Schultz is definitely going to be there. You know, Schultz isn't going to crap the bed so bad that as a fourth round pick he gets cut before the season. No, okay, so he's going to be there. Stanford, and dude. you know, Swain's going to be there. Yeah, Jarwin, he's impressed me in in camp, uh, in, in mini camp so far. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Again, there's no pads, so wouldn't he's going to have to earn a spot special it, but, teams wise. I think that's but, what that'll come down but to. But Jarwin, no, Jarwin's a number two tight end. Yeah, they were fans of him last year. He was played up, but let's but let's be real. You know, if you're not, you're going to have to play some special teams. And that's the thing with these tight ends too is I haven't seen Schultz, I haven't seen Jarwin, I haven't seen Swain block. I mean, I've seen Swain block, yeah, but I true. haven't seen Jarwin. Well, block. no pads again. That's yeah, tough. that's what I'm saying. You can't see these guys block yeah. without these pads. Uh, day two, you get to the one on one. You had a uh, Tavon had a. Deep double move for a touchdown uh, was really nice, really nice route for him. Uh, but that was I couldn't see who was on the coverage. That was a one-on-one route. He burned somebody for a nice, nice touchdown. Uh, Cheeto had really good coverage on an out route to Gallup for an incomplete. Um, Jordan Lewis got beat by some rookie named Lenore, something Lance. like that. Lance, yeah, Lance Lenore it's not a uh, on an out route from Dak. Oh, he's not a rookie. No, well, he's I mean he's a first-year player, but he was. In training camp last year with the team. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Young gotcha. guy. Yeah. And then Dak hit Hearns on an out route. Uh, Hearns made a nice catch. He had to go up for it a little bit. Uh, Beasley out routes. I just noted were just so incredibly crisp, smooth. When he hell, runs man. those, when yeah. he runs those out routes, dude, none of these guys can cover him. It's just like if the ball's there, it's there because he's open every single time. Love to hear it. Um, let's see. Then we get to eleven on eleven. Just a couple notes here. Uh, they're really getting Gallup involved. Uh, they were near the red zone. They went incomplete deep ball. Uh, Cheeto was in coverage. Uh, deep ball into the end zone, probably 20, 25 yards to Gallup. Incomplete pass because Cheeto made the play. And then they come right back to a wide receiver slip screen to Gallup. And Cheeto honestly jumped on it pretty quick, but just showed me, hey, they're they're working Gallup in here. Trying this to is with the him. first team. I yeah. mean, that was, that was interesting to me. Um, I just noted again the receivers were moving a lot. Hearns and Beasley are slot interchangeable and outside interchangeable. So these guys are literally just playing all over the place. Um, and then Beasley beat Lewis on a one-on-one 30-yard. It was a nine-route. Beasley was playing on the uh, outside, and he just goes nine-route against uh, Jordan Lewis. 30-yard mm. touchdown. Man, that's uh, that's awesome to hear with these receivers. I'll say about that play, though. I didn't note it, but I do remember it. I think in a real game, it was going to be a sack. because It was a long oh, really? It was pretty long developing. Yeah. Um, and they obviously don't let the quarterback, you know. Yeah. So I think I think it would have been a sack. I don't want to burn Lewis too bad on that. Like he got just roasted for a 30-yard touchdown. I think it would have ended up being a sack. But either way, it ended in a touchdown for Beasley. Gotcha. I mean, either way, with the movement and uh, the different the, the position flex that they're showing, that's a big step up from last year. I mean, this coaching staff, it seemed like really boxed in these receivers and said, all right, you do this well, this is what you're going to run, and this is all you're going to run. And it seems like now they're kind of moving towards, especially kicking these guys inside, outside. That's that's great. Now, what I want to ask about is David Irving's obviously suspended now for four games, uh, the first four of the season. Not a huge surprise. Seems like the team kind of knew that was happening. It's a bummer 
Of course. You guys have had at least one player suspended the first few games of the season. Yeah, I know. Dating it, back to like 2013 yeah, or something like norm, that. Yeah, it's the norm, dude. It's, it's crazy, on the defense bro. Side of the ball. Every year there's at yeah. least one guy, if it's not annoying. two. It's nuts. It's annoying. Uh, another reason why I don't think David Irving's going to be a Dallas Cowboy pass this season. But I'm, I'm interested at the other guys who have been playing inside. Specifically, Jahad Ward. I think he's going to be your number one contender to fill that Irving void. Mainly because he's also long... Bigger yeah. dude, yeah. size wise. Yeah. Uh, what what's kind of going on there? Because I think Malik Collins is still hurt. Yeah, and that's the thing, dude. I mean, literally, it's just Ward and Crawford out there, and then there's really it's just it's just garbage after that it, because Irving hasn't been out there practicing, and then all the other guys are injured and stuff. So I actually was uh, I noted that the other day, just thinking to myself, man, the, the, the number twos run all like Rod Smith is just when he was running against the twos is just running all over these guys because their interior D linemen are just garbage and they're not guys that are really going to probably play or whatever assuming these other guys come back healthy but that would be a concern is the depth of of what you guys have there if Collins ends up still being banged up and tap or whatever all these guys I don't know you really only have right now Crawford and Ward that I can see right now for the first four games hopefully you get Collins and these guys but yeah the number twos are getting ran all over, and I certainly noticed that, and that's a shame. But Ward has been a pleasant mm-hmm. surprise, so that's a, that's at least a good thing. At least you have Ward, who's played plenty of NFL games, knows what he's doing. He is a big guy, um, and then you also have Coney Ely, who Coney Ely's oh, he's man, not I, like some slim dude. I feel like he could be thrown into the inside. inside. I, and I think off he did day. some of that like, in Carolina. Okay, I think, I, that he was I think playing he can play a little outside. bit. I mean, you don't want yeah, him necessarily on first down, probably. But, I mean, he can certainly play in passing situations. Well, on, on third we've down, talked but. about this on the show, just the having that extra body of a Coney Ely that you can play at defensive ends. It is Because nice. they've, been, they've just been so short at the position yeah. where you've got to have Crawford out there. Yeah. And I've always thought Crawford's at his best inside. I've, For I, sure. I've told you this. He cannot he set earned that con- no. worth a damn. He earned that contract extension having a great year inside at the defensive tackle spot. So now that you just even have the asset of a Coney Ely, and especially if Randy Gregory's back, you've got yeah. dudes to play the end. And, and you, I will say, Taco... Really have ta- uh, Tyron inside. Taco, not like he's been dominating practice by any stretch, but I've, I've liked it from what I've seen. As long and as he's improving, yeah, that's all I, I want to hear. I see, him, I see him getting after and it. He he's working good hard. At setting the edge. And he has he's got, always been good at that. And he's gotten, I've seen, because I remember seeing him uh, before games a little bit last year, and he did look a little bit, you know, really tall, but a little more lanky than than big. He certainly put on some weight. You can tell his arms, everything's a little upper bit bigger. Upper body weight? Yeah, upper okay. body. You can tell he's a little bit bigger. Gotcha. So, and even the guy, even the media guys I was with that have seen him every day probably since he's been drafted noticed it as well, you know. So that's probably a good thing. He's probably packed on a little bit of muscle, a little bit of strength. That can only help, and I've seen him seen him get in the backfield a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully he'll take a step up. I mean, I think he's not going to be any worse than he was last year. You know, so you're definitely going to get a better Taco Charlton. We'll just see how much better. Um, I know you want to know about Dak. I will say, in general, I will say accuracy is still a, a concern uh, because it, too often I just see, you know, a little high here, a little, ho- little low here. And it's just, it's a shame. It is a shame. But it's not all. I mean, he does have like that one to Gallup. Gallup unfortunately dropped it, but he can put it where it needs to be, you know, a decent amount of time. But too often, yeah. You know, if that if that pass to Zeke that Zeke dropped because it was a little too low, is a third and three that just kills you. No, it's you a, know, it's a, it's a drop. And that's killer, so certainly. simple, right? Yeah, there. no, I'm that's with you. so simple. 
So and he can follow it up with a beautiful it. play. But yeah. But it is a shame. And we're just working though, on consistency. He also he also um he is better when it, it becomes and he is a little bit like Romo this way, where he's better in a little bit backyard style play breaks down, he runs around and then boom throws on the run mm-hmm. deep to somebody. Yeah. You know, he did that a lot with Butler last year and things. You're also gonna get a little bit of Terrence Williams back. So I don't know how much you even care about that. You I got this don't look want. On your face I'm right hoping now. that training camp comes around and he team. no, he gets cut. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't uh, even, Noah Brown. Noah Brown's out yeah, there getting oh, some look, action that's too. A, he's a big bodied receiver. He's getting as some well. action. So, yeah, competition. It's, it's a great thing. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. And again, it's a run first team. So when the pads come on and we can see just how really dominant this run game can be, that's when we'll know. July 24th, yeah. team report stocks and uh, that's a big date to circle, but minicamp's done for now. Here's one thing before we wrap up. I- I've seen this floated around. The timing, because now you've got minicamps over and you've got pretty much six weeks until the team reports to training camp. Should they not kind of flip this a little bit, maybe give the guys more time off right now and move training minicamp a little bit closer to training camp so they're coming in a little more still in football, active shape, yes. as opposed to... We've now had a month and a half off to chill, relax, vacay. Now we're coming back to training camp, and we've seen time and time again hamstrings, groins, muscle injuries, and I think a lot of that is because it's been such a wide gap in between football practices. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I was talking about it with some of the media guys the other day. It is just a little bit funky, but that's how the NFLPA did it, the Players Association. They wanted the players to get that you know, long break, six-week break, leading up to the season to sort of just, you know, really do whatever, chill out, get their minds and their bodies just off football and really decompress before they go into that long. Because, you know, once July 24th gets here, these guys are, you know, grinding pretty much every single day until, uh, I mean, December, January, February. February, you know, it just depends on hopefully February. That's what we hope. But, you know, probably December. Either way. Please don't say that. No, probably January. Don't say that. But uh yeah, dude. So but but it, it would make more sense because right now they, they got themselves into some shape, you know. They've been doing these mini camps, these OTAs, they've had some practices, they've been working out a lot as a team, doing these different things. Now they go away for six weeks and some of these guys may just piss off, you know? And it's and you're dependent on them. Obviously that's their fault and they'll get cut and all that other crap, but wouldn't you want these guys to do what they just did, like Lead, right leading up yes. to camp and like yes. they like they if they would have been had their six weeks off just now and like they just start mini camps now and slowly just work their way into training camp you would think that but the nflpa they wanted that six week break right before they have to hit it hard and hit it hard pretty much until uh you know for the next seven eight months yeah it's weird it to me and look a week off or 10 days off before training camp sure i get it you need time to kind of recharge the batteries a little bit but right now you know your, your head's in the playbook you're in the schematics, the coaches, you're working, you're gelling together, and then there's such a long gap in between. It's human nature to not kind of just forget, and now you've got to play a little bit of catch-up when you get to training camp. But whatever, like you said, that's what the uh, NFLPA wanted. We'll see whenever this new collective bargaining agreement gets reached. Maybe they tweak some stuff out. That does it for Cowboys Conversation here on a Thursday. We are the Nosebleed Seats podcast. 
Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo. Can't wait for that NBA draft tonight, man. I'm going to party with Don Chich. Don Chich, come be a Maverick. Don't come be a Maverick. Don't forget to tune in. Tequila's on me tonight, Luca. Uh, of course, next week we're going to try and get Nick Nepic on with us to recap everything that goes. And, of course, we are iffy for tomorrow's draft. weird, right? We're putting it at about 50-50. Oh, no, no, no. Weird is happening. I think it's 100%. Like I said, I've got Don Chich ready to rock. Yeah, so do I. Or Porter with the, Jr., with I the, guess, uh, if he gets agave. Uh, we're going to hope that, that doesn't happen. But, yeah, we'll be here for weird. I'll be here. No matter what, Eric, uh, we'll see. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Have a good Thursday.